New episodes are now available from the Outdoor Project Podcast. If you're a builder, landscaper, hardscaper, architect, or just enjoy outdoor projects, then this podcast is for you. Find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to First Pitch Strike. I'm Aaron. I'm Ethan. And we have some special guests on with us tonight. As uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about playoff hockey and about hockey in general. So we figured, hey, let's reach out and uh, get the folks from the uh, First Line podcast on board. And let's talk a little baseball and hockey in the same podcast. Um, Sitting next to Ethan and I, we've got Ryan Feaster. And sitting next to him, we've got Kyle Henning, both from the podcast. Um, but you're missing one. You're short one. That's okay. She's probably uh, watching a little hockey, isn't she? You're on mute, Kyle. Yes, I, I do this all the time, and I'm really good at this stuff, except for you know what I'm not. Uh, yeah, she, I would assume so. It's game seven tonight, and they're playing Vegas, and they've played them really well. And they're a bad matchup, which I'm sure we'll get into. So um, it's... I would bet very largely she's also a softball coach, I believe. So she's got a pretty loaded schedule with a bunch of stuff. But I would assume game seven is on the menu somewhere in there. Definitely. If it's not, then that's a big surprise. If if Uh, any game seven is not on your schedule, you're doing something wrong. Well, and she's from Minnesota and they are, I mean, it's, yeah, I would be very surprised. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do our social diligence and blast this stuff out. Where oh, you're totally cool. We, we I was that. just doing the same thing. Yeah, so. Ethan was just doing it. I did it about oh five yeah. minutes before we went live to remind people. So for the people looking at me funny, why where why is he halfway on the screen and not looking at anybody? Well, that's because I'm trying to get this thing tweeted out because I got it out on Facebook real easy, but I'm struggling with it. Can you run upstairs and get freaking? I know what it is. Can you run upstairs and get um the protector and the uh Jack. So Ethan's going to depart because I wasn't aware that uh, my computer's almost dead. So 
he's making an emergency run to to get the plug in. <laughs> that's that's all right. That happens. We do this. We do this. It's a fine. So, I actually yeah. happened to get lucky and remember that, but not remember to tweet it out like we're supposed. I was supposed to earlier. Ah, it's, all good. it's all good. So we're gonna get rolling here as Ethan gets the uh, plug in. Just a little bit of open baseball talk. Um, you know, we we let's see. Ethan and I recorded. I think on Sunday night this past week, and uh, has there been another no hitter? No, no, no hitter, which is actually kind of surprising, um, considering the, the Mariners the, didn't get no hit. The state of the game, but neat, no team um, that's already been no hit has not been no hit again. So, so no third no hit games for either of those three teams, which is nice. Well. Uh, I I listened to obviously I listen to you guys a lot, but I listened to that last episode for sure when I saw the uh, hockey conversation. I made it made it a point to make sure I got it right to the top of the list this week, and right. uh, <laughs> we got I had uh, I had some interesting I, flashbacks. I feel like the Mariners and like the Rangers have that happen to them frequently. Like this isn't the first year that there's been multiple no hitters against them, right? Like did I this, not say that? So 2019, the Mariners I think it was 2019. Mariners, wait, when was the Angels game? 2019. It was 2019. So 2019, um, the Mariners got no hit twice, and both times it was by a combined pitching staff. So this they, they are good um, at getting that. And an interesting fact, uh, Kyle Seeger, their third baseman, has been a part of nine no-hitters in his tenure there in Seattle. And, and four of them have been on the winning side and five of them on the losing side. Well, at least he's kind of balanced it out throughout his career. Well, he also has a perfect game behind his belt, too. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but, no, nothing really too exciting. Um, well, the Mets are in first place, so. Yeah, okay, that can be exciting. Of course, they also lead the world in uh, rain delay postponements. And COVID postponements. They also lead the world in giving up on Degrom too. Aren't they still paying somebody from like that hasn't played since like '98? Also, Bobby yeah, Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, Bonilla. Um, July fourth. It's like 2024. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going. No, it's longer. Than no, it's, no, it's, it's 2034. It's when 35. Yeah. Ends, yeah, I think so. Uh, their shortstop, their current shortstop, Lindor will collect his final paycheck from the Mets before Bobby Bonilla collects his final paycheck from the Mets. And it's the same amount. The same mistake. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're not paying him until 2070, so at least that's a plus for them, I guess. (laughs) You're right. The division seems weird to me. Like, they should all be better than they are. Yes. You would think with the payrolls and the markets that that would be the case. But as we've come to learn, at least I've come to learn in baseball, and it, that doesn't always matter. Like the, the Rays seem to always be good with a payroll made up of dudes that no one's ever heard of. The A's do that stuff all the time. Like at, the Royals accidentally are good for like two and three year cycles for like with like 10 years in between or eight years in between. This one's a shorter cycle, it seems like this time. But Baseball has always kind of been that way to me. The small market teams rotate in when they get their talent stacked up and whatnot, and then the big teams just are kind of average, and sometimes they're really good because all that money gets hot at the same time. That just seems like Well, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but the entire Padres infield is worth over $800 million. 
Didn't they sign most of that like this summer? Yes. So they did Tatis contract, I think Hosmer's, uh, and then one other. Well, I know they gave Hosmer a fat check when he left Kansas City. So Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they did Machado a couple years ago when they he moved over from mm-hmm. the, the Tatis. Tatis three hundred and forty. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That boy He's, is getting. I'm older. Than yeah. Well, he 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 can hit a very small object that is very hard to hit very far, very fast, a he lot. Can't field. He has like he, twelve errors already. That's great, I mean, but is, he hits the ball over the fence a lot, and he's fun to watch. You can't yeah, pay three hundred forty million to be a glorified DH. I'm sorry, you're not worth <laughs> three hundred forty. Are you paying Barry Bonds three hundred forty to hit you eight hundred bombs throughout his career? Because yeah, I would have paid Barry Bonds three hundred forty million to hit eight hundred bombs out of his career. Yeah, but I'm not asking Barry to go make errors. A shortstop, the most important position. In the field. <laughs> it's the Padres. Pay, They're used to bad Mookie defense. Gets that money or Mike Trout that money because they. Back it up all over the field, but what have Maybe the Angels exactly? The Angels still aren't making the play. I was gonna say, what yeah, exactly have the Angels done with that paycheck that they gave Mike Trout? They and no matter fact, Mike Trout for ten years too. They, they have, have no pitching. Albert they have Shohei. Freaking, that's it. They have no. They pitching. had Albert freaking Pujols to go with him too during that. And I know the end of they Albert have, was a dead. Look, 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 Albert. Yes, at the end, yes. But there was about a four-year period when he left the Cardinals and went to the Angels, where they had all the talent in the world and did yeah. nothing with it. And Tyler they Joma now still around and dominating and yeah. You actually had a decent bullpen back then. And then they had a bunch of tragic stuff happen. They had that one dude break his leg with the celebration or whatever, I think. But that was them, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh-oh. Sorry, I got the game on in the background. I got to have game seven on. You're good. You've got Tyler Skaggs' death. They had Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that Skaggs thing was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really bad for baseball. Um, yeah, that was, that was a whole – uh, well, it wasn't even just that. Like the athletic, pro athletic trainers around the country started chiming in on that thing because mm-hmm. there was a whole bunch. Because I remember, uh, so we in Kansas City, for whatever reason, our medical staff for the Chiefs is very prominently known. Rick Burkholder's a, a prominent face and name that people recognize because he's been, he's very, he's like the guy that did the COVID protocols for the NFL, basically. He helped develop them all and whatnot. So, He's our pro head athletic trainer, and I remember when that Skaggs thing was happening. Skaggs thing was happening. It was being talked about across like the, the athletic Twitter, pro athletic training Twitter, and all that conversation. It was becoming it was a big deal because it was it was a really weird bad thing that happened with that. I remember that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's and, it, and it's unfortunate because there were you know meds that were involved, yeah. um, and I think and preventable, frankly, very preventable very preventable but you know it it happened and thankfully people have learned let, let me rephrase that hopefully people have learned to uh you know get some help if you're if you're staring down an addiction get some help easier yeah, said than done oh absolutely that's but seriously anybody out here hears it, it, it if you have find somebody to talk to you have a friend you have a place there's places and you can call whatnot find them don't don't yeah. put it off yeah absolutely absolutely and man, it, it was tragic and wow just to see the no hitter happen on that night though just mind blows me honestly yeah that yeah. was really, that his his the Tyler Skaggs night before all of this pain med addiction actually came out um, 
that that was the night where they no hit the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember which, that. You know, I was watching that game and and I had chills. Yeah, I was pissed off because it was my Mariners getting no hit. But what better night to get no hit though? Yeah, you know, if, if you have to pick one. Too neat. Then they put the jersey on the back of the mound. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, every single one of those guys took their jersey off and just put it on the mound. It reminded me of uh, D. Gordon hitting the home run after Jose Fernandez. Yes. Yes. That was chills, chills. I was watching that game, and I remember as soon as he stepped in the right-handed batter's box, I was like, what is he doing? And that was for Fernandez. I was like, okay, that's respectable. Next pitch, farthest home run he's ever hit. Wow. And it was a no-doubter off the bat. I mean, everybody knew. Well, he threw – Bartolo Colon threw it right down the middle. I hope he hit it that far. Hey, don't disrespect Big Sexy. <laughs> but still, I get, like, but D never hit the ball that far. No, no ever. No, he never did. He <laughs> never did. I, I remember that dude. For, he never hit the ball that far. Yeah, I've never seen him that emotional either. I don't think oh. I've ever seen a baseball player emotional that emotional after a home run. Oh God, I'm trying to remember who it was. What the what the event was when. Uh, after Giordano Ventura passed, somebody from the Royals did something very similar, oh, and yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. who it was. Like I said, I'm just familiar with all that very much. I'm not a Royals fan per se, but with being a Chiefs fan and being in Wichita and whatnot, like that whole thing is almost like a, it's just around you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's almost the only thing you have when you live in Wichita. Mm-hmm. Just putting it – I've been through Wichita way too many times for my personal liking – um nothing hmm. against wichita it just there's something about kansas i just can't i cannot get behind i would rather not live here <laughs> so so i used to live in a much more fun place and i would much rather live there but that much more fun place is really freaking expensive so mm. i it is what it is <laughs> i i understand completely understand so what we do, guys, um, every week we come up with a Don't Be Stupid Award, or every episode we have a Don't Be Stupid Award. I might and have just found that, mine. Huh? I think mine just happened. Uh-oh. Oh, please talk. Oh, he only got two. He's lucky. Oh, penalty. Did you see that, Ryan? Yeah, that was that was bad. <sighs> I like Ryan Reeves a lot, but that one was close. <laughs> You're being generous. And that was a dumb penalty because they were up a goal there, too. So Ryan Reeves just took a really dumb, questionable penalty. At least he wasn't Kadri going for the five and a ten and then an eight-game suspension. The eight's eight's a bit crazy since they decided to not. I wanted to ask you on that one, Kyle, that we never Um, got to. I didn't agree with it. The eight? No, I don't agree with eight, but hey. But later, because I remember watching the – Panthers lightning game. A lot of people were mad that the Hornquist hit on Sergachev didn't get a suspension. But if you listen to the league's the supplementary discipline committee explain why they gave Kadri eight, they said it was because he changed the angle of his hit that he yeah. couldn't hit him on the side, which is what Hornquist did to Sergachev. So you can't then right. change. So I was glad they didn't then tee up Hornquist. I also time. thought he left it. Sure. His feet oh, he jumped. Kadri jumped. That's what they mean by So when, when they use the words change the angle of where mm-hmm. he hit him, they, they're meaning that in two ways. One, he could have hit him in the shoulder. And two, he yeah. also launch angled into his face. He jumped to hit him. So 
Uh, Kadri hit like eight's fine, I guess. Like I would have probably said five or six, but yeah, but they, you also they, look at what Tom Wilson's done there. Okay, but they he's not a repeat offender by their silly repeat offender status because it's different now. They changed the re- how that works. He was Gary's clean. World, okay, it's Gary's I know. World. That's why he's appealing. That's why I believe he's. Is he appealing it? Did I see he was appealing the eight? Yeah, he was appealing it. I don't blame him. We're finishing it either today or something like that. I haven't heard anything. By the way, thirty seconds or eighteen seconds later, that stupid penalty ended up in a puck in the back of the net. Now a tie hockey game. I could have told you that one. So there's my there's my don't be an idiot of the week. Don't. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Ryan Reeves, it goes out to you. We also that's, have another one. The entire uh, Pittsburgh Pirates team and their first baseman, <laughs> Will Craig. The, I'm talking the entire team. I'm not sorry either when I say that. I am not sorry, and I don't take it back. Any fans in attendance should also be somewhat held responsible for not yelling, just touch first base. <laughs> Bro, I'm literally watching the game in my bedroom. I'm watching it live. First of all, I'm sorry you were willingly watching a Pirates game. No offense, Pittsburgh. It's not, it's not your oh, – no, I'm, I'm throwing a fence on it. I'm throwing a fence. Uh, it's not the fans' fault, though. It's – the owner, yeah. It is. They should have just stopped going to games and run the owner out of town long ago. I mean, that's they should have. They should have the stopped back. the game and sent the entire lineup to AAA and called up their major, the AAA. Well, that, he should have been called out immediately because you can't not. You have you're forced to advance. He never left the baseline. He never left the. He baseline. never left the baseline, if and you don't have to advance at any rate to first base. Also, yeah. the fact that he had time to stand there and wave safe and then run to first base. Yeah. That's what amazes me. And and then they make the error on the throw. Well, I knew the error. error I knew the, the error on the throw was coming. Second. You knew you knew the error on the throw was coming. He's trying to throw it to a moving target and hit it as timing play goes at top speed because now it's a foot race to the bag and you're trying to instead of throwing to the bag, he's trying to lead the guy. Throw to the base and throw it and hope and make sure your guy gets there and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it, it was a good throw. It was a horrible yeah, throw. Yeah, the throw was awful. That, but then your second baseman can't even throw it to the shortstop at second base. Yeah, that wasn't great either. <laughs> there was like three different errors on that one play. But hey, the ballpark's pretty. Yeah, that's it is that's, a nice ballpark. That's true. That. Love that ballpark. Nice. Would love to go ballpark. see it in person. That's one. That's one thing I want to do. I want to go see that in person. I need to go to a game at uh, old. Old P and G Paints Arena or whatever they're calling it now, PPG Paints there. Arena. It's a very nice ballpark. Nice. <laughs> so that's our dummy stupid award. Yeah, I don't blame you guys on that one. That one's probably like the Sports Center not top ten for the rest Dude, of I time. While I'm watching, I felt like I was watching my thirteen and fourteen year olds play. I wouldn't even say that about 13 and 14 year olds uh, that's probably uh, you'd be surprised. Not... welcome to cheyenne wyoming buddy i mean i've oh, seen no, know, i've I seen know. it at the nine and ten year old level for sure that's where my first brain went. It was like that's like coach pitch like what are we doing <laughs> oh no no there, you get those kind of dumb errors all the time even up to high school don't worry about it I mean, sure i guess but not not usually that one because like you learn that you can touch first base to get that guy out at like birth, when you start. And playing at the baseball. same time, though, I understand his thinking. He wants to cut off the run at third. Like, he wants to make sure. There's two outs. So he's assuming 
Oh, I didn't realize there were two outs. There were two outs. Never mind that. Touch. He was damn near standing on the base when he had decided to not tag the guy. All he had to do was go, oh, can't touch him. Oh, touch the base. Yeah. Oh, it's unaware there were two outs. That's oh, tough. Yeah, that's why yeah. there were two outs was trending on Twitter. That's what I opened my phone to after an interesting morning at work was what in the world is happening on Twitter? Oh, boy. There's Man. two outs. What? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, to to Will Craig's credit, he owned it. He completely owned his air. He said, I have no idea what I was thinking. I knew as soon as I threw the ball to home plate, I screwed up. You you screwed up long before you threw the ball to home plate, but I'm glad that's (laughs) where you figured it out. You started running at him. Yeah, like when you decided to run anywhere other than back to first base, when he ran the other way, I you lost me. (laughs) Now, I'm glad you figured it out after you let the ball go. Before you let the ball go probably would have been good. It would have been uh, a lot easier. Also, somehow you let that man behind you and then beat you or your other guy covering the base back to the back. I I, I just – it's <laughs> not just know, him. Like, know, he can own it all he wants, and he score. screwed up a bunch, but how did they manage to let him screw that all the way up like that? This is like the Tony LaRusa conversation and not knowing that you don't have to use your pitcher as a pinch runner in the extra inning. Like, how, okay, even if exactly. he doesn't know, how does the bench coach not go, hey, Tony, hey, buddy, um, no. It's not a good idea. This feels – hey, if if you were a person in this scenario, does this seem like something you would ever want to do in your entire life? No? Okay. Why are we doing it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We, we actually touched on Tony last week, as as you heard. Yeah. No, so, no, so that no I won't. Here. I won't go down that road because that nonsense. <laughs> He's going to get one of his guys hurt, and then they're going to turn on him really bad in that locker room. Yep. Very much so. As so, got a couple comments here done. from Facebook. Oh. Our, our dear friend Josh Wingate can't believe that Kyle is talking <laughs> baseball. Hey, I do more than one thing. I'm not a one trick pony. <laughs> and then uh, his grandpa, my dad, uh, says easy on Kansas. Mm. I've been and here my whole life. Peyton, one of my players. Peyton, one of Ethan's uh, players, says, wow. It was probably because of the remark I made. Because, because of uh, the, the running the wrong direction and forgetting to tag first base. I also have so. a Don't Be Stupid award, and it goes to the Blue Jays manager. <laughs> I was, I was wondering if you were going to say that. On Sunday, when they had two outs in the ninth with a lead, and he decided to bring in – a closer for one out who then continued to walk three straight batters. Yes, I saw that. Runs. That was dumb. I was at that game. In the outfield, <laughs> he did, he did not. Race fans. They got they it was they had two outs and one guy on base, and they proceeded to bring in a guy to walk I think three straight two, batters. I think there was runners on second and first or second and third, but there were two guys on base, two outs. Ouch. And the guy who they took out was livid. And he was—I saw the video afterwards. He was chirping the manager in the bench on the bench the entire rest of the game. And I'm in the outfield, and every time the guy throws a ball, all three of the Jays outfielders just look at each other like, "Is this really happening right now? <laughs> Are we doing this again?" The entire time—it was merciless. Oh, it's—it's oh. uh, it's never good when you see the players literally go, "Okay." Why well, are we doing this? They were playing in Dunedin, so it's a single-A stadium. So we're right on top of the players. I mean, there's no – Can't awesome. hide. 
Can't hide. <laughs> so that's the those are like people don't if you don't go to minor league games. So like I have I've had a double A and triple A ballpark in my city for most of my life. If you don't go to minor league games and don't know, if you sit in a minor league stadium, I can pretty much tell you what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Like it, it's just it, it's that easy. And if they got major league ball players in there, and that that's not good. That's not good. We went to a uh, – uh, at the time it was the Jacksonville Suns, which is now the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game, and we sat right next to the dugout. And the manager at the time for the team uh, turned around. He had a friend or buddy sitting a couple seats over from us, and we heard him say, this pitcher sucks, but I have to use him because the, he- the big club loves him. And I'm like, oh, Wow. Uh, yikes, that's scary. Yep. I, uh, yeah, that's, that is, that is life in the minors in some instances. People don't realize that is real life in the minors. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to, we're going to hop on, um, on a break here real quick. Um, and we're going to discuss our partnership that we have with, uh, Manscaped here. Um, I got to pull up the ad because I can't find it. There it is. So um, Father's Day is just around the corner. And ladies, um, get your husband, your boyfriend, whatever you need to do to help him uh, get cleaned up down there. Head over to manscaped.com, order the all-new Lawnmower 4.0, and it will and, uh, insert the code, say it again, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. So Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and just launched, as I said, that lawnmower 4.0. Um, imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And you might ask, how is this Lawnmower 4.0 different from other trimmers? Well, uh, this upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. Uh, this is great. This is a great feature for your father or yourself to do a lot of traveling. Um, it also gives you the ability to turn the 4K, 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed. For a more precise shave, you can now shave your balls in the dark if you want. I wouldn't suggest it just in case you have you got the shakies or something. That's not good. No, that wouldn't be good. And the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four with new wireless changing system using electronic or electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Yes. That's right, wireless charging ball trimmers. That's really, really a thing. And just in case you got those long nose hairs that your wife hates or that your daughter hates or your girlfriend hates, yep, we've got the... Uh, it's called the weed whacker. Weed whacker. Trims your ear, your ear hair, your nose hair. Um, it works really well. We also have... Products like cologne, crop mop ball wipes, crop reviver ball toner, and crop preserve ball. And I do promise you when I say this, they all smell good and wonderful. And there you so, go. They also have some underwear that are like chafe proof. Yes. They are fantastic. Uh, and 
all of the products mentioned, I I got I got a set of I think all of those. Yeah, they're they're top notch stuff, man. It yes. it works well. Code say it again. Uh, it'll save you twenty percent and you know, and shipping, like they said. So go go get that. Go check that out. Absolutely. Just head to manscape.com, enter that code, and they'll get you all hooked up. And that code is what again? Say it again. Oh, you gotta say it again, huh? Say it again. Oh. There you go. All right. Now we're gonna go back to talking some hockey. Full-time hockey. So guys, first line podcast. What do you guys do? Obviously, you're talking hockey, but what else do you discuss? Um well, I mean, we talk we talk NHL a lot right now because that's mainly what's on. But for sure, we will be discussing Olympics. We'll, we try to keep the juniors and stuff included. We also try to keep women's hockey. Anything hockey-related, really, we, we try to keep it all wrapped up because we all have a hockey background involved in multiple things, done different things throughout time with it. I played. Ryan has a pretty solid connection to the sport. So, uh Jen, Jen herself is involved quite a bit in hockey. Our other, our other host is uh, is quite a bit involved as well. He's nice. a, Mr. Adam. So I don't know. That sounded like some weird feedback there for a second, but I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, that so. was weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was. You just got to pretend like you don't hear it. Oh, and it's getting fiery in Game Seven. Also, the scoring is picked up. Nice. I'm checking as <laughs> Ethan pulls up his phone. <laughs> Ryan, how long have you been involved with hockey, then? Uh, since before birth. Nice. Uh, yeah, my dad was the GM of the Hershey Bears, and then the Lightning, and then the Flames. And uh, my sis, older sister, Teresa, is not taking up the torch. She is the uh, director of hockey operations for men's hockey at Providence. She was with the uh, World Juniors team who won gold to beat Canada, so that's always fun. And I've grown up playing sport my whole life, always enjoyed it, always been around the game. Cool. I like it. I like it. So we're going to hop into some really fun stuff. Um, kind of uh, caught me off guard, but that's Wayne Gretzky. Apparently, if your team loses 4-0 to the Winnipeg Jets, you say peace out. Well, that, we're talking about Wayne, who's been in Edmonton for a long time, but remember he also lived in California. And if you've been to Edmonton, which I hope none of you have, it's awful. I lived in Calgary, had to go to Edmonton once, never want to return. It's a hole, it's a pit. Even people at Edmonton will admit it sometimes. It's just off a pit of shallow. And then when your team loses all the time, I have no – I was not shocked at all to see him want to leave. Yeah. I, I'm i not surprised by it. I He went to TNT, so yep. he's, there's a reason. I knew he was going somewhere to do something talking about hockey. I kind of thought it might be ESPN. Um but TNT is fine too, so I'm not surprised, and I don't think he's the only person that wants out of Edmonton. So I, I think McDavid wants out too, to be honest. You can just see it on his face. Let's see, look at yeah. Taylor Hall. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and that's unfortunate for David because he has something there that he could build. If he was given that chance, I don't know that he's ever going to be given that chance. The dude scores 100 points a year. They're the Detroit Lions of the NFL or of the oh, NHL. Absolutely. Like they, they, he's he's there. He tries. Him and Drysaddle put up insane numbers. They get to the playoffs. No defense. No goaltending. It's a wrap. They get dusted by the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Uh, I feel bad for McDavid at this point because, I mean, look at the talent he has. And, him and Dreisaitl and who else is on him? Uh, uh, Ethan Bear. He's just as good, I think, personally. We should we should take a second and have that conversation. I don't know if you guys saw or not. Um, there was some disgusting individuals that decided to be extraordinarily hateful and say racist, terrible things to him. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ethan Bear. He's of uh, Cree background. He's of Cree descent. He's Native American heritage, or whatever. You, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he's Canadian, actually, but. Um, and he got a bunch of really horrible things. So that's not acceptable in any place, but especially not in our game and in that game, especially because it's a sport yeah. where everybody is, is supposed to be there and supposed to be on the ice and included. So just want to say that we don't, that's, that's not acceptable for us. And we don't, we don't, we don't stand with anything that he got with, and we hope he's going to progress forward. That crap's not right at all. And that's somewhat of, what we say when when things get a little too much sometimes with with sports so that kind of stuff it's just absurd that that even comes to that point ever yeah sports are competitive but i i don't i would never take it that far you, you can't it's it it's just a respect for the game honestly well it's a respect oh, for other people person. yeah you know you, you got to Dude, we're different, man. Who cares that we're different? And he, God, that dude works so hard to get where he is. He the, his story is incredible. Ryan, you can talk to it some. Yeah, with that, just anybody who feels the need to talk about professional athletes who have worked their whole lives just shows how small and insignificant you are. If that's yes. what makes you feel good, just going that far, like you're a loser and you shouldn't, like it's ridiculous. It's so unnecessary and it makes the rest of the sport look bad when it's one of the best sports there is in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yep. I agree. 100%. It's my favorite time of year, man. I, this is this, – oh, well, that should be a penalty, but I don't think it's going to be. Wow. It's my favorite time of year, and it's my favorite sport. So it's been that way my whole life, and I've played both baseball and hockey pretty much my entire life. So I grew up with them both. Yeah, I've played a little bit of hockey. I'm not, I'm not very good at it, but I just go out there and have fun. Hey, man, that's most of the game is going out and having fun. The only thing that's really important is if you know how to skate or not. Pretty much. Well, you if you can skate. Yep. <laughs> but but you, they got they got ball, like ball hockey wearing your feet, which. I'd say down in Tampa, that's the big thing the Lightning are doing. My dad's working with them. He grew up the game, and it's going out into the community and teaching how to play street hockey because most of the time kids have never even heard of hockey. It's just teaching about the game. So ball hockey, street hockey, is a great way to reach and grow the game and get well, new followers. It's also an inexpensive way to grow the game and get new followers because it doesn't come with the overhead cost of what playing the full sport plays. Because I'll be straight up and honest with you guys. Like, we didn't take vacations as a kid. We took family hockey trips and, like, tournament trips. Like, there wasn't – oh, we're going on vacation. It was, hey, we're going to Colorado for a week for this tournament, so we're going to turn it into a vacation while we're there. So, like, the sport is expensive. It's thousands of dollars. Equipment's not cheap. Ice is expensive, especially if you don't live or play in, like, in a predominantly hockey area. I'm obviously not from a predominantly hockey area. Ice is expensive here. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's what we did with baseball. You know, him growing up, it was, hey, tournament weekend – we're heading to Las Vegas. We went to Las Vegas, Arizona, California, Salt Lake City, California, Rapid City, 
Uh, I killed my parents. I did the same thing for baseball as I did for hockey. Yeah, so I was so, a very abusive child in my parents' yeah. travel schedule. <laughs> so, so really for us, it was, you know, every time there was a tournament, and I was a coach there for most of us, or up until he was 14, um, we just traveled during yeah. the summer, you know? And that's – it was fun, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I'm actually kind of glad now that we're uh, – um, not involved as much with baseball he's still coaching but he gets paid for so yeah that's better that, that, helps. that helps so that makes a big difference i can imagine yeah no, they give me headaches so. yeah <laughs> coaching will do that to you i oh, yeah. i learned it's that. like a broken record out there yeah, you, you you learn some things it's like being that young kid and then growing up and learning that your parents weren't nuts yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So oh, hey, they fun. said back in the day, they weren't just saying insane things to say things. They were, in fact, like, correct in some instances. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And you learn it with coaching more so, I think, in a more rapid fashion. Because you're like, especially when you start coaching at a younger age. Like, I started helping out with the younger kids because I have a little brother who's seven years younger than me. So, I started coaching at a younger age. And, man, do you gain a different understanding of what your coaches are saying really fast. Like, oh, yeah, that's why he says, okay, I get it now. Yeah, actually, Ethan and I just had that discussion last week. Mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, having difficulties with with trying to get something through the kid's head. I'm like, and get him to pay attention. For, yeah. Get him to pay attention for five minutes, just five minutes to install <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's got good kids. Don't, don't. Mm -hmm. get They're all good kids. It doesn't, that yeah. doesn't change the fact that, that most of them have the attention span of a goldfish's memory. It just doesn't matter. Like they Parker spaniel puppy, mm -hmm. a squirrel, a rabbit, anything. It's like, Ooh, shiny gone. All right. Well, see you later. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Until they get to high school, and even then, you have limited things that hold their attention in limited amounts of time, and they have to be really invested in it. But still, like, there's a, there, it, it's just how it is, man. You learn that after you go through it, and then you start helping out with the younger age groups. You figure that stuff out quicker. And then you learn so, it quick, too. You got to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so I got to ask you guys a question. Sure. Because – because you guys want to talk hockey. So what's the what's the draw? Who's the squad? Who you guys – I see the avalanche on the hat over there for – Yeah, I'm a big abs fan, and I got – Well, you're going to enjoy probably this postseason then. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we will. We, we've gone to several hockey games down at, at the former Pepsi can. Um, is that a Kraken? Is that a Kraken SIC on the shirt? It, it is. It is. I got the hoodie I see it. I see it. I like it. <laughs> It is. I had to. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. If I wasn't such long-termly invested in where I am, I might think about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so funny thing here is, um, we got a few. I think seven to nice. Yeah, yeah. I think seven, maybe ten days after Ethan was born, he attended his first hockey game. That is awesome. Um, where was it at? It was out in Seattle. Nice. Um, we, my wife and I had season tickets, like a 15 game package season ticket to go down to the junior hockey team there in Seattle. The Thunderbirds. And uh, my dad was also um, a sales rep for a wireless team there. Um, 
So hold up real quick. Josh Kimmel says, just checking in, bolts in four. <laughs> yeah, we know he thinks Tampa is walking to the title. <laughs> they're not going to repeat. I hate to say it. I don't um, think they're going to repeat either. Yeah, but my dad actually was um, the sales oh, rep. Oh, somebody's the, disputing your claim. <laughs> uh, my dad was a sales rep for the Seattle Thunderbirds. And uh, um, said, uh, we got to go to all the games. So even That's if we awesome. didn't have season tickets, we were helping my dad set up his booth, carry stuff in. So we were at almost every single Thunderbirds game for a couple of years. And cool. uh, subsequently, uh, we got to see a lot of hockey. Um, one of the first dates my wife and I went on was to a Seattle Thunderbird hockey game. Um, so, I mean, it's hockey's just kind of been in the family. Um, so Josh Kimmel says, Cakewalk, good night, have a great show. So thanks, Josh, for dropping in. Walk. You got the abs <laughs> coming, buddy. They're coming in hot, too. We have some disturbances in our Minnesota-Vegas game. There's some yeah, disturbances. I'm not seeing the time move. <laughs> and there's some frustration and some disturbance. Ooh, big boys involved, too. Uh, yikes. Yikes. So, so uh, no, we're man, that's... out here in Cheyenne. We head down to uh, Colorado. Uh, once or twice a season, we have I the try to go more. Right, I hit up the Eagles games just because they're cheap, and I can sit on the glass for cheap. Leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I uh, I got the thunder here for the ECHL now. I've had them in the, I was the CHL fan back when they were there or here early on. But I actually grew up getting coached by a bunch of former Oilers players, like from the Gretzky Edmonton days. Oh, wow. So, I got, I got to, they all, well, it's weird because Wichita is like the aircraft capital of the world or was for a long time. And right. they all kind of migrate here after they quit. I don't know. It's weird. There was a bunch of them here. I grew up with a bunch of them as coaches. They're all fantastic coaches and people. Um, but I grew up with that. So I got, to, I followed Wayne pretty much exclusively throughout my very early childhood and then fell in love with Mario and the Penguins. And then they were supposed to move to Kansas City and, that was all just a ploy to get them to get a new stadium, and it worked. And Mario saved the team, and yada yada. Oh, Mario was in Kansas City. They toured the sprint for the arena here in Kansas City. Yeah. And it was just in time for them to get a new deal from Pittsburgh. Go figure. And then get Sid and go win the Stanley Cup the year they would have literally moved to Kansas City. So, yeah. No, I was going to be a season ticket holder. My dad had promised me tickets. That was that was like my main final hook in for them after after the Gretzky years and whatnot. Because like I said, I grew up with Wayne. So oh, absolutely, absolutely. I like that. So Ryan's got plenty of allegiances. <laughs> so let's go to the first round. Uh, any surprises for you guys? Yes, we lost. No, I'm not surprised. Really, honestly, that's a tough team. I, it surprised me a little bit. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't pick it, but I wasn't shocked. It, they are always a difficult matchup for us, and they play the most boring, slow style of hockey, and it slows down our speed game, and it makes it frustrating for us. And if we don't capitalize and make too many silly mistakes, which we have been prone to do, 
it bites us and we lose. So I wasn't terribly stunned. Ryan, anything shocked from the lack of a fight from Edmonton and Boston? Yeah. yeah. Take them out so easily. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Edmonton just rolled over. Like that just looked ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Boston and, didn't show well. Well, I mean, Washington, they beat, they, they won. I mean, Washington was, meh. I don't know. That series. I'm not a fan at all of, of Washington, so I'm not mad to see them exit the building. Uh, I'm not a Tom Wilson guy, frankly. We've discussed we that openly. Um, yeah, so I, I got Washington. They, they showed well enough to do what they needed to do against Boston. I don't know what that trans, trans, or goes does going forward, but we'll see with Boston. I'm I'm not as sold on them as the other teams in the East. Tampa is going to probably come out of the East at this point. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I was I was going to talk about Ryan's point earlier about the inconsistencies in NHL player safety. If you want to talk about the inconsistency, the McDonough hit should have been the suspension because they gave Bennett the same for the hit, the same hit, actually less of the hit, and he got a suspension for it. So uh, anyway, yeah, player safety is a joke. Really, does Gary like your owner or not? George Peros might as well like that dude. The fact that that dude is the player safety official after having the kind of career that George Peros had is hilarious to me. So yeah. anyway, all this <laughs> this game is case first to the ice. We have reached nasty level infinite. This game is now scrum every whistle. In case anybody's missing out, you should probably turn your channel to NBC Sports. I know there's other games and stuff on, but this is a game seven of a hockey playoffs. You guys should if you want to if you want to tune in and get hooked into a sport, this is a good time to do it. That's all I'm telling you guys. If you're, if you're baseball fans and never really tuned into hockey, go go watch it right about now because yes. these guys are ready to rip each other's heads off, and this is war for the next twenty minutes of twenty two and a half minutes of game time. And <laughs> these baseball fans should know what game seven means. I mean, it's the <laughs> most important words in the history of sports. So they're all after this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm only drinking out of this because my boys are already out, so I don't have to worry about not touching it until the playoffs are over. They're already done, so I can drink out of mine now. And there you go. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, you can drink out of it. Mm-hmm. At least you're drinking. Hey, I can't be too jealous. I've gotten five in my lifetime out of them, so I'm not. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. That's true. That's fair. And we so got back to back in that in a tough in a salary cap era, so. Yeah, very much so. Any sport with salary cap is difficult to get multiples. I almost had two teams do it. Uh, this close. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. So so um, because we're here in Cheyenne and we get to watch him every single night, I think Nathan McKinnon turns into a completely different person in the playoffs, and he cannot be stopped. Is I love Nathan McKinnon. I'm going to let Ryan go. I love Nathan McKinnon. I'll rant for an hour on Nathan McKinnon. Let's do it. I'll do it with you, please. No, we, we don't have time, Ethan. Uh, I'll make time. I got plenty of time. I got to be up into the field at 6.15. I don't care at this point. <laughs> no, he truly is one of the hardest workers, and you can see it in the playoffs. He does everything he has to do, plays a full 200-foot game, and he just becomes one of the best players on the ice when he's playing. If not the best. My favorite thing about him, and it's because – so obviously being a Penguins fan, Crosby and I, I I got a certain appreciation for watching Sid play. Um, he plays that 200-foot game 
all the time. Yes. And Nathan has adopted a lot of Sydney's game. They hang out a lot together. They spend a bunch of time together. They're really close. They also work extraordinarily hard. Both of them have incredible work ethics constantly at their craft, constantly in the lab trying to get better. And they're always pushing each other. So I think that's an interesting dynamic too, especially with the age gap between them. If people actually go look, it's insane. The and age gap between them. 25. Yeah. And Sid's been doing it for most of Nathan's adult life or yeah. longer. So like, I mean, it's, it's impressive to watch him kind of take and adapt some of Sydney's game and really grow and adapt. That's why when my mom has been an abs fan since I was a kid, um, my mom's an abs fan. My dad's a Red Wings fan. So that was always good times. Oh, that's a um, good household to be in when those games come oh. in, in the nineties. Yeah. That's yes. a fun household to be in. <laughs> 90s, 2000s, right in the bread and butter of uh, if you've never read the Players Tribune article about the day the the day the ice ran red, you should go read it and then go look up the it's those or just go watch all just of them. Yeah. They have set. They think they're all the games are on YouTube. It's it's um it's a quite a rivalry. So, but with her being an Avs fan, I think probably I will find myself watching the Avs quite a bit. Oh, sorry, <laughs> watching the Avs quite a bit. Um. <laughs> When when Sid is done because of the the location nearness to me being in Kansas yep. and the fact that Nathan's kind of Sid mini me and I love it so so do you see I know a couple weeks ago towards the I don't know maybe even the trade deadline as far back as that there was talk that maybe Sid would be traded to Colorado <laughs> please for the love of God tell me no Ryan you want to take this one. If that and happens, I missed that podcast, so I do apologize. If that happens, the world needs to end because <laughs> whoever lets that happen should be fired. I mean, it's yes. unacceptable. I think he already was. He can't play I think he already was, if we're going to be honest. He already left. <laughs> you literally could put them two on the first line, just them two, and have no defense and still be able to score three goals a shift. Yeah, except your defense is all 25 and all cost a cumulative like $4 million total. Yeah. And yeah. I, no, I can't. Uh, look, Mario and Sydney, Sid has lived with Mario or lived with Mario for like almost a decade. Right. Like, they, like he, um, I would be stunned is the wrong word. Uh, and that city would probably burn if they traded him. Um, as it should, there's, and it, and people don't understand, like they did this with Yager and it's the, one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made. And I just fundamentally cannot see them making that mistake with him, Malkin or Latang, because that is their core three. They've denoted that as their core three. And I'm pretty sure you heard, I think Latang said today in his post game press conference, we all want to retire as penguins. It's not up to us, but that's what us three want. And if that's what the three of them want, that fan base may if if that's what Sydney wants, then that's probably what's going to happen and that's just that's just how it is. And I I'm sorry Pittsburgh fans may not like this, but that's you this is what you get. Like you your your payment for all of the cups and all of the years and all of the successes, they pretty much get to write the terms of the end to how this check writes out. Oh absolutely. that's my feelings on it anyway. Well I was still, I'm still pissed about what they did with Marc Andre Fleury, but that's 
anyway. Yeah. I, that I will even agree that was probably a horrible decision on their Fairly part. certain that's the decision that cost Jim Rutherford the extension and the contract he wasn't getting and why he decided to uh, step down early and saddle off into the sunset when he wasn't allowed to trade Sydney or Guinea earlier this year, which is what the <laughs> conversation was, which is when you somebody said the guy should be fired, I think he already is. Like I think that already happened. <laughs> he that's tried, cool. Mario went, are you dumb? Get out of my office. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, Fleury um, and him now not being in Pittsburgh and with Vegas. They're up 4-2. You know, how about the Kraken? What, what are you looking at for the expansion draft? I don't see personally anything that makes me believe that this expansion draft is going to go like the one Vegas had. Uh, you're going to get paid to take a goalie. I just yes. say, they have the chance to take Dreger from the Panthers, and I would be doing dances in the streets if I could get him. Yeah. If, That's pretty good. The only way they don't take him is if Florida pays them in players' picks and assets to not take him. Um, because they're not – well, only an insane person takes Bob Roski at that contract at this point. Yeah. Um, the only reason they could take Bob is if – he agreed to waive his no move and see yeah, like have his salary the cap floor if they need to get to the cap floor. Like if they weren't, I don't, I, I just don't see that with this kind of with this expansion draft, their, their need to hunt cap floor because they're going to end up with some guys with some contract health that are still decent players. So I just okay. don't see Bob being a contract that you eat because that contract is horrendously bad. Baseball, you guys really don't like bad contracts. If you're a small market team, bad contracts hurt. But if you're like a big market team, I know they don't necessarily affect as much because they can pretty much just keep writing a check over and over again. No, because Seattle is Seattle is still finding ways to screw up. Look at Robinson Cano. They paid him huge money and they traded him and they had to eat part of that contract. I guess that's fair. Look at Arenado in Colorado. They paid, they paid St. Louis fifty million dollars just to take Arenado because of the contract. Yeah, so my, I guess my thing is our thing in baseball, just not as detrimental. Right. I guess that's that was my my point was more like there's not a cap, there's not a hard cap, and they don't have a and and the big contracts while they hurt the wallet. If your owner has a checkbook, like say the Dodgers or say the Yankees, they can just right. keep writing checks until the cows come home. It doesn't right. matter because their bank account basically doesn't have a limit. Mm-hmm. It, that it, when you give a bad contract to a bad player, it doesn't hurt. Well, these bad contracts like that hurt in this in in, in the NHL, so yeah, it's quite yes. interesting. And Bob's contract is gross; like it's gross. Also, I never understood the no moves. The no move, no trade clause is the dumbest thing to give out. Well, especially to at the position that's probably like the least consistent play wise from year to year and night in night night in to night out. Uh, because just based on the degree of difficulty and what all it entails. Well, that, but also so few players in the league actually deserve it. Like we're talking yeah. Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Ovechkin. Those are guys who deserve it, but not everybody deserves it. And GMs give them out like candy. There's and some guys, and, and that's not all of them either. That's not all of them. Ryan's Ryan's not a – we don't – anybody that has favorite players that he did not mention, I mean, there's other guys too, but I was just that level of guy. 
quick list of the hits. Right. So with with hockey, and, and forgive me for my ignorance because I don't pay attention to the details of a contract. Um, if they say, hey, McKinnon, you're going to get traded. Do they say, what team do you want to go to? And I say that because just using McKinnon as an example, I know that's what it is in baseball. Um, so, I mean, is that something that is happening? Just here, we want you, we'll give it to you. But that doesn't exclude us trading you. Well, if you have a no move, no trade, the team will come to you and they say, okay, look, we can't take you, take you anymore. Give us a list of teams you're willing to go to. And so you as a player, you write down a list of your three, four teams you'd want to go to, generally playoff contenders, and then they have that list and they go try and make a deal. And at the end, the player's still allowed to veto the trade if he doesn't want to go. I know Jerome McGinley did that. Like They had a deal worked out to send him to Pittsburgh and he wanted to go to Boston or vice versa. And he ended up going to the other place a year later anyway. Yep. Yeah, he ended up in Colorado too somehow. He was in. He ended up in Pittsburgh first, and then ended up in Boston, I believe. And yeah, it's it's just so. And that's guys with no movement clauses. Those are usually for your star guys. Other guys, it's no. We shipped you to here for this dude. See you later. Enjoy. Have a nice cup. Kasperi Kapanen was traded from Pittsburgh to Toronto in the Phil Kessel deal, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. then traded back just this last offseason. From Toronto to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and played really well for us and was spectacular. Also, the Phil Kessel deal still goes down in sports history. as one of the biggest fleecings of all time. So as much as GMJR did some insane things, that one was an absolute fleece job. <laughs> well, my point is it just shows what it does to a player to get out of a city like Toronto. <laughs> you away from Toronto, you're like, it's like being reborn. Oh. It's so, and that's different in hockey probably than it is for Blue Jays players. But, man, the city of Toronto for hockey teams is not – especially if you're, like, a Toronto kid playing in Toronto. Just from listening to Ryan describe what that media press is like and what that frenzy is like. Yeah, no. <laughs> just no. Like, just so, no. So you're saying that media in Toronto is worse than New York media? Oh, Yes. Because yeah. hockey is the only thing they have, and so they destroy guys. You have one bad shift, and they destroy you. So a guy like Phil Kessel would drive the media nuts because they would drag his name through the mud every day, and he just didn't care. He was going to show up. He was going to get 30 goals in the season. He was going to get 50 points. Eat hot dogs. Protect his guys. And as far as he's concerned, yeah, go ahead. Yell at me, and this way you're not yelling at my teammates. I don't care. <laughs> they ran that man out of town. They ran that man out of town for a bag of Cheetos. And, and then he won two cups. cups. Wow. Wow. Whew. Well, Jay Timoni, I think. Yep. Timony. Yep. Timony. Good to listen to sports podcast, especially when my bro Kyle is giving his take. He's uh, He had to get out of here, but always good to pop in and hear everyone's views on what's going on. Good dude. Appreciate the tune in. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. So round one, Ryan, besides the uh, awesomely boring Islanders-Penguin series, what uh, what else struck you as surprising? Because we didn't really break that down for them, So I was hoping for two more, or at least one more, uh, Lightning-Panthers games. I really wanted that to go seven. And I'm really shocked Montreal is still in it. 
Are you are you really shocked that Toronto didn't close out a series? Yes, just because Montreal's so bad. And again, they played. Well, yeah, but Terry Price won a game, right? Well, no, it was Cole Caulfield who won that one. Oh, you mean they put him back in the lineup? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You mean they should put guys that are super freaking star talent in? Lo- it's almost like you're trying to win hockey games. Wow! Like, wow! Exactly. I never would have thought to do that. <laughs> who would have thought you to would, do that? You would think that this would be a simple concept, but Ryan and I had to discuss on our last episode of First Line that they were not about to play him, Kotkaniemi, and their other young kid, their other super talented young guy at all and they didn't in the first game and they went out and got waxed and it was like oh shocking how'd that work out for you hmm. coach is like really stole the puck. Good players in. so i win the game puck with speed yeah they oh. they literally pickpocketed somebody in overtime for a two on oh yeah and took off youth kills shocker and they and now we have a three two series and some and some toronto had sleeping so that's the series that I'm not surprised just because it's Toronto, but the front of the jersey doesn't say Boston this time that they're blowing it to, so it's different. But <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I still think Toronto gets it done just because I don't think Carey Price can do it every night. He's getting older. I love Carey Price to death, but that man is yeah. not able, and they don't have enough to stop Toronto's offense. But no, I said the same thing. Is too fast for I said the same thing about Edmonton not having enough or Islanders not having enough on offense to get past the Penguins. And well, that didn't work out so hot. And I said the same thing about Winnipeg not being able to stop Edmonton's offense. And then Edmonton's offense decided to go hide in a hole. So uh, did you guys see, I also saw this the other day. Did you guys see that the Preds blocked the hurricanes on Twitter? That was photoshopped. The Preds tweeted back to him, but oh, yes, was it? It was it. the Canes Twitter account. If you do not follow the Hurricane social media accounts, Hilarious. please do. It's one oh, of the dude, most so elite fun. social media accounts out there. They are so hilarious. Fun. They are good. They are good content year round, whether the Canes are playing or not, and whether the Canes are good or not. But Ryan did mention, and I want to let him talk about it because he brought it up. That series was way more competitive than anybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, I honestly didn't think that. Nashville's even going to be in any of them. And they got some good goaltending, and they stayed in it. They played really hard. And, again, it just shows how important defense can be and goaltending when you need it. Soros played unreal out of his mind. But in the end, I mean, the better well, not team. not only did. that, it's just heart. If you have the heart, it's going to show. Yep. If you have the competitiveness, it's going to show. If you compete, you're more than likely to succeed than fail. Yeah. They say that this trophy is the hardest to win in sports, and they mean it. It's it's yes. four, it's seven game series, and it's four of them, and it's absolutely a war of attrition. Dudes are banged up, bruised, broken. You'll find out. I always after the season's over is always like my favorite day. After the year's over is going and watching like the injury reports roll out when teams yeah. get eliminated. Of like, oh, that dude had surgery to repair. Oh, six ligaments and what now? Yeah. Well, what, three or four games with a broken jaw. Chara's wired shut face. That yeah, um, yeah. the guy that broke his leg twice in one shift. Like there's, I mean, it's it happens every year. But like Thornton played with no ligaments in his knee for like three months one season. Yeah, yeah no, it's so, definitely a war of attrition. Dudes are dudes are out there. Literally, it's it's a war. It's it's when I say these and it's battles and these guys are out there absolutely breakneck in it and it's super fast paced uh everybody like everybody's like oh it's, it's fast pay- it, but is it like fast pay- it, it 60 minutes of non-stop hitting like the 60 minutes that are on the clock the puck is moving and in play for that it's not sitting still you're not snap the clock's not rolling while you call in the play to the huddle 
it's fast it's got action it's got violence it's pretty much the most american thing i can think of but no most americans don't watch it i don't get it <laughs> so so I've, I've always liked it and, and i don't even remember where i heard it but it's for americans to understand it apparently it, it's equated to running on really thin razor blades on ice yeah trying to stand up straight and and I, I I can't skate very well, not at all. Um, and then even if I'm on my two feet, what was that? And then try doing it backwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And try moving side to side, and you know, stopping. And good luck. Yeah, I it's have funny. Standing on ice. It's funny to hear. It's on ice. I don't know for for if it is for Ryan, but for me, it's always funny to hear people talk about it like that. Because for me, and and I've actually had people tell me, you know, you almost move better when you're on the ice than you do when you're out like walking around in person. I it just it's almost second nature because I've done it for so long. But I get the level of intensity with which it it's difficult because yeah, it is when you when you really bear it down, you're on a small inch, basically a carved out set of edges that are in contact with the ice and that's it then not only that but i don't know if you guys know this or not but i saw this crazy thing that actually blew my mind say so it was uh nhl players are like 20 percent smaller than nfl players but they hit 40 percent harder yeah yeah sports science the the sports science stuff they did for espn when they compared hockey hits especially open ice hits to football collisions yeah. <laughs> it'll blow some people's minds yes yeah. <laughs> i highly suggest if you're into that sports science stuff go watch it it'll Completely blow your mind. It'll astonish you. Guys move 25 miles an hour out there. Yeah. All the time. I mean, and even the lady that was in the fastest skater competition was moving 25 miles an hour. Yeah, she'll smoke most human beings on Earth for anybody that thinks, oh, she's slow. She got seventh of eight. Yeah, but first of all, those are seven of the eight fastest dudes on the planet. And second of all, she would smoke 99.9% of humans. I would happily take the L. That's the only L I'll be happy with ever. <laughs> We're talking about guys who can skate backwards faster than some people can run. Yes. Backwards. Yeah. Legitimately. As somebody who is a defenseman, like I, that, uh, yeah, like <laughs> backwards is, is a second nature to some folks. And they're, these dudes do it at an elite level because they got to be able to go backwards as fast as those dudes that are making Olympic sprinters look kind of slow go forwards. Yep. Yeah. And they can stop on a dime. They like, when you watch the deep, some guys like McDavid can do. Go, go peep my Twitter account if you, if you guys want. If you guys ever want to just see highlight stuff, I tweet retweet a bunch of highlight crap anytime hockey playoffs are on. There's always dumb highlight goals because guys are out here just doing insane things with the puck. <laughs> it, there are guys like you've heard us mention a bunch of names tonight. Just about every one of those dudes does nutty things with the puck. And there are guys that aren't even in the playoffs this year that do insane things. Like it, it's it's done at such a high level. Well, I can't keep track of the puck. No, because you don't know the game yet. You learn the game, you'll be able to follow the puck. Yeah. It's like you didn't know where to follow the football until you learned the game. Or how to Same follow with, baseball. Yeah, you don't track the baseball until you understand what it's, what's going on, where it's going, how it's moving, what's supposed to happen. Like You don't know the game yet. You aren't going to follow the puck. That's the that's the first thing I would say on that note. So we always get that question a lot. So I just try to talk about it a little bit because people are always like, "Well, I've never watched hockey. Why would I get? How do I get into it?" Well, spend a little time, watch it now because now is the best time to watch the hockey. It's the best hockey. Now, 
this season was different because they played each other all season, so everybody hated each other. So it was a little bit like this all year. So it was well, more. The Canadian league was the best league to watch, honestly. The Battle of Alberta. Sick. They hated each other, but they just wasn't very much talent as far no. as like comparatively speaking. No, hard hits, hard hits. Oh yeah, <laughs> the big Battle hits. Of Florida was unreal. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I, that Battle of Florida, I really wish, like you said earlier, it would have gone seven. That was probably the most disappointing thing for the first round because those two teams, one, just rabidly don't like one another, and for two, they play so well against one another. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Are, are you interested? I think it's Carolina and Tampa next series, isn't it? Yeah. What's your thoughts there, Mr. Mister Tampa, Tampa Bay guy? I hate to say it, but the problem with the Lightning is that they're one of the only teams in the league that they can play whoever you want to play. So if you want to turn into a track meet, okay, sure. If you want to slow it down and limit each other's chances, sure, we can do that. We don't care. You want to hit hard? Yeah, we can do that. They will do whatever you want to do, and they'll do it better than you. And they have so much talent. They have the world's greatest goaltender possibly to ever play the game. Easy. Yeah, I don't know. I I love me some Vassy, but he's got a little bit left to go on that to build that resume before we get into that category. I'm just saying, with what he does night in, night out, and I know announcers will say it half of their chances come because he made a mind blowing save where the other team can't believe the puck didn't at the back of the net that they weren't even thinking about back checking. They're already trying to celebrate in the corner, and next thing you know, the puck's in their own net. They don't even know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The other thing I will say is it also helps to have like an extra thirty-five million dollars pop onto your salary cap at the end of the year because he sat out in a nice way at the injury and came back fluently at the right time. Nikita Kucherov, but they were going to be loaded regardless, so it's yeah. not like I'm taking a whole lot away there. But still, <laughs> I just uh, the Lightning frustrate me mostly because I've watched them collapse so many times, and they finally did it, and they finally got it done, which is great. But at the same time, like. Uh, I I I think the two best teams in hockey are in the other on the other side of of the bracket. So I'm expecting a Lightning Colorado final, and I'm hoping it goes seven. I think it's going to be unreal, and I think anybody who has not watched yet in hockey should watch because it is going to be an absolute battle. And, and so when the Abs win this cup, I'm going to the parade. You want to talk about track meet? Oh. That's going to be a freaking track meet. Oh yes. Oh yeah. You've got probably four of the top ten fastest skaters in the NHL on the ice at the same time. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. Because you've got McKinnon, Stammer. uh, You've got, what, Tyler Johnson still plays for the Lightning, doesn't he? Yeah, don't even get started on your roster. That dude's insanely fast, and he's like our fourth liner. Yeah, that guy – that guy uh, is – people talk about – like people – to put it in perspective, these are the guys that people you go, oh, he has 4-2 speed? Oh, okay. Like it's that level of fast. Jeepers. That's the worst part about the Lightning is that everybody talks about Cooch and Stamkos. Their best players aren't even like talked about the most. Brady Point, you know what I would do Clark. to see McDavid or McDavid or McKinnon or someone fast like that? You know what I would do just to sit on the bench and watch them? <laughs> it's different in person too. And, yeah, and that's, the other thing, that's the other thing I'll tell people. If you really want to get into hockey, go watch it live once. Yep. Go watch a game in person. It's, it's not, it's, it's fine. It's great on TV, 
Live, it's a whole different world. And sit down where you can be close to the bench, especially the away bench, just All so you can hear it. On the other just side, so you can, so you can watch the coaches lose their mind. That's my favorite yeah. thing to do. Bro, if I'm too far away, I feel out of place. I have to be close. I have to be close. My my two things, Ryan, I agree with you there. You can sit across on the other side from the bench and watch the coaches lose their minds because it does happen just about every game. But I think coaching always on the other side. Always love John Tortorella. Good friends, friend of the family, but fun to watch him lose his mind. Frequently happens too, conveniently. He, enough, he, so. he tried to kill my godfather Bob Hartley when he was coaching <laughs> Vancouver and Calgary. They had a line brawl. He tried to go over into the Flames locker room. Oh, I remember. I remember that. that. I remember that. Good times. <laughs> Gotta love Canadians and hockey and fun stuff. Oh yeah, they're both. They torch is American. That's what makes it even better. I know. That is. Hilarious. But everybody lets it. But everybody does. Everybody pretends like it's it's not. And that's the thing that yeah, cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, yeah. you're allowed outside of actual fighting, where you're allowed to beat the crap out of somebody and take a five minute timeout and then do it again. Yep. Yeah. So even though I'm a baseball guy, I grew to love hockey the second I saw not just a line brawl <laughs> in Seattle, but the second as the line judge was trying to break up a fight of the five, six going on. Um, and one of the Seattle players went through the line judge yeah, to, that'll, to the other guy. Yeah, that'll And happen. that's when I decided, yep, I have got to watch more hockey. The yeah, best that, when the goalies fight each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and it was it was a rivalry game for Seattle. Yeah, so, there's YouTube compilations of goalie fights if your kids – if anybody's interested. Oh, yeah. Patrick Watt at least once or twice. Yeah, that's always a good choice. Highly Patty was, Patty's always good for a highlight or two on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> always good. So so watching watching this second round, I think because teams still really hate each other, um, is gonna just be phenomenal to watch. Um and, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna see some bad blood still. Uh, yeah, because they don't have that crossover yet. The Boston Islanders series, I don't think you're going to have as much snarl just because, like I said earlier, that team's just very bleh. Like they you're don't have the snarl, but the Islanders are just able to control it better than anybody else. Like they they buy into their coach's system, they slow it down, and they don't take the stupid penalties because they know they won't play. Whereas other teams, like that Lightning, if the Carolina can get underneath the Lightning skin, which is not that hard to do. You will see those guys lose their minds. Like bunch they, of dudes. It's like Chinese firecrackers. They just go off. Bro, if they're my favorite guys NBA to play. Or boxing or something, watch NHL. I'm telling you. They, those are my it. favorite guys it. to play. Tampa Bay is a roster I would love to play against as the other team. Because those dudes. Sergeyev, they're both they, easy to get off their game. They're going to take – I guarantee you they're taking two dumb penalties a game trying to kill me doing something stupid. Yeah. At least. Because they're loose cannon firecrackers. It's just I, I, they're great players. But that Tampa Bay team, I would love to play them because, oh man, just dig under the skin just a little bit and just poke. And once you're in, it's a wrap. You can do whatever you want from that on out. Even if everything's by the book, code, letter, doesn't matter because you're already in and under, and they're just wiling out and angry. I, that's those are my favorite teams to play against. 
I don't know if you could tell or not, but I was kind of an instigator, a little bit of a annoyer when I played. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a knuckle dragger. I mean, I, I had my I, I had my fair share of talent, but my main goal was to make the top guys on the other team do something dumb, and I was pretty good at it. All right, I have a question for you then, since fighting came up. <laughs> if you could choose one person from the NHL to fight, who would it be? Mm. None of them. Disclaimer: None of them, because most of them could probably kill me. But um, if, if I had to pick, pick one, choose, if you were the same skill level as I'm playing against them every night. Who would you pick? Oh, that changes things drastically if I'm the same skill level. But if I'm the same skill level and get to just fight somebody, I'm fighting Tom Wilson, frankly. But oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but like, uh, as far as say I did it. As far well, Reese would just be fun to be able to shake his hand afterwards because that's the other part. Wilson, there would be no handshakes afterwards, no. and I would probably fight him multiple times given the opportunity. <laughs> just um, get in the penalty box, get out five. But like, if if I had to pick, yes, and then do it again the next game, and the next game, and the next game <laughs> until he understood that we aren't running around taking cheap shots at people anymore. We're done with that noise. <laughs> I don't care how many times I have to teach the lesson, I will continue to teach the lesson. <laughs> the hardest thing is finding a dance partner these days. So many guys like I don't said, want to. Now, like yeah. I said, if you're making me pick someone just to pick one, like now, like if they're if like me versus them now, if I had to pick a guy, it's probably like a Connor st- Sheary. Or like a small skilled French guy. I know I can have a chance. Well, I've watched Connor fight. He can't fight. I've seen Connor fight. Connor, trust me, he's Pittsburgh kid multiple times. That kid cannot fight, save his life. It's fine. Try and find the five nine but, guys. But when I as I say that, he can't fight on an NHL scale. He'll kill most people in a, from like a minor league level. Like when I say oh, yeah. that. But if I'm going to pick one, it's going to be a dude that's like five seven, and I have a distinct reach advantage on, and I can pretend to hold my own or tackle at some point and not get killed. <laughs> like a Nathan Gerby, maybe. Yeah, like Gerby was a guy I was thinking about, but like right now, Jordan Greenway is six foot three, six foot four, and Jonathan Marshall is five eleven, and just in his grill, roughing him up. I don't want any part of either one of those dudes. No. <laughs> Riley Smith is at it with Joel Eriksson-Eck right now. They're both like six one, six two apiece. Like, there's not a dude in the NHL that does this stuff well, that I would willingly jump in a let's hey, just throw hands party with. Like if no, I had good. to it have to be kind of like a Euro skill guy. Yeah. Give me, want to throw hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like if you give me like a Finnish dude that played in the Euro league, like his whole career and has been in the NHL for like eight minutes. Sure. I'll fight that guy for like five seconds and then tackle yeah. him and go down. I, but other than that, no. What about Marshand? Would you fight Marshand? If I was on, like, this goes back to that skill level thing. If I'm on the same skill level as him and I get to fight him, sure, absolutely. Otherwise, absolutely not. No. no. I just, no. I he's, I, he's a rat. He knows what he's doing, and he doesn't yeah. care. He he yeah. will suffer you. He will do whatever he'll he has fight. to win. He'll fight any which way. You want to talk about a dude that will fight dirty. I'm good. I'm out. Like, that dude will fight. That blurred line thing, he'll blur them lines. Like, he licked a guy and then bit a dude's yeah. finger. And then, like, no. like uh, Yeah, that's true. No. No. All right, Kyle. So I'm good on buddies, Alec. He asked, "Where did you play?" Uh, I played in Wichita. We traveled all over the country. Where we were just a high school travel team. Played midget tournaments, AAA tournaments. Did some showcase stuff. Played club in college. Didn't end up going crazy. I could have and should have probably gone up to Maryland and played. I didn't. I had an opportunity to go to Maryland, Baltimore County, but it was going to be like. 
what I ended up with in student loan debt anyway in student loan debt. So I should have probably gone, but like at the time it wasn't supposed to end up that way. So I didn't, it is what it is. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I still play men's league and adult league. I busted up my knee a couple years ago and the pandemic wrecked a season and stuff's been weird. So it's been hard to get on the ice, but it's, uh, I've played most of my life here in, in Kansas and we used to go make people really confused when they would get smoked by a team from Kansas because it happened quite often. We didn't lose very much growing up. Well, people don't expect much from Kansas, just like they don't expect much from Wyoming. So yeah, I, I well, we didn't that. have a very good hockey team either. So, well, no, we, well, we used to, we, we played some tournaments in Canada and, and when you beat Canadians in Canada as a team from Kansas they and like they it. don't, that's not a big – they don't love that much. That's not and a – The whole thing about Canadians being nice applies until you go <laughs> all hockey. Yeah. Until you go yeah. hockey, then they're, then, then they're people. Just then your them. mother is not off limits and none of your family members either. Like there's they, – they don't – people it's are like, oh, Canadians are great. Yeah, don't action. play against Dude, them. What are you talking about? I can't even understand half of what you just said. Yeah. My buddy that actually just asked that question, he, uh, he played in uh, – where did he play? He played juniors. Juniors, yeah. I nice. went and played in Milwaukee or something like. That. I know it was over okay. in Mississippi, something like. It was in the East Coast somewhere. Uh, he played here in town. He got drafted in. I forgot what league it was, but it was a league in Canada. Uh, he got drafted up in there. So would have been I mean, QM, probably. I love pl- getting on the ice with him and just sticking pucks or whatever it might be. I mean, the dude he's, uh, is he's good. He's good. Yeah. When you play at that level, you're not bad, or you don't play at that level. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the it, kid's six five, so that helps. Yeah, yeah, it did just it a did. little bit. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't six, no five and, like six, you, five and can skate. That helps. So dude, he he was hurt. I think he played 19 games his last year here, and he had like he led the team in points, and only yeah. played 19 games. Yeah, where you said you're out in Wyoming? Yeah. 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 yeah, at that like yeah, at local house league stuff. We well, I no, say that because like I get it with with Kansas and stuff. We did the same state. Like we we he'd play we play. Yeah, some no, teams this was in the Western league. States hockey league. Yeah, Western, oh, Western, Western states, states is some stuff now. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's impressive. So and and you know Western states has their big showcase there in Vegas, and he went mm-hmm. in there. He did pretty good. Love, love I me tried some to Vegas show. Playing Canada, but he didn't listen to me. Nah, love me some Vegas, uh, Las Vegas show out there for the uh, for the whole showcase. It's a trip yeah. every year. Ryan, haven't you? You've been out there, haven't you? I'm sure. I'm sure oh, you've yeah. at least visited. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for joining us. Um, end of Thanks every for having show, us. end of every show, we just kind of tell people where to find us. Um, first and foremost, say it again. Network. Go look yes. up Say It Again Network on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or on the website, bsianetwork.com. A lot of great stuff. We've got First Line Podcast. We've got uh, Minds of the Game, which I know Jen does. Yep. Um, your, your co-host there. Uh, we've got Hockey, Baseball, um, MMA. Lots of football, movies, MMA. Lots of football, uh, movies, video games, beer, sports, games. wrestling, Anything board games. Uh, if if anybody is interested in board games, the Meeple Society group, yes. the SIA Meeple Society, their board game collection, first of all, is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. Frankly, it is like they have like five thousand board games between the four people on that podcast. It's bonkers. Yes. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's insane. Their Instagram is really cool. They do like how to play YouTube videos and stuff. It's it's yep. a really cool setup. That's yeah. at all of an interest of you. Go check that out. Yeah. I, that, I don't and, ever get to plug that enough. And you brought it up and I was like, I'm going to plug that because that thing is yeah. crazy. Absolutely. So, so again, say it again, network anywhere on social media, find it first pitch strike again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we are there. Um, You can search me wild music man on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, Ethan, where can they find you? Uh, Just look me up is with my name on Facebook or Instagram. It'll pop up. What was that? Gotta get him on Twitter. Gotta get you out there where you can put some put some polls and some takes together. Maybe we'll That's start running some. I've tried Twitter and I can't get it. I've like I've made like three different accounts and it logs me out every single time and I don't remember my password. Uh, we'll we'll get you going. <laughs> He's not a Twitter fan, but he'll get it one day. This is me on. <laughs> so so that's where you can find us, guys. Ryan, Ryan where's yours at? Podcast. Say so I'm at Ryan underscore Feaster nineteen Instagram and Twitter. Yep, uh, First Line Podcast is at uh, First Line Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Look it up all through those places. Um, you already pumped the network a bunch. Mine's really easy. It's kthen16 on all of your social platforms. Um, no, that's not just some silly, catchy thing. It's actually like my name and initials and stuff in a weird way. But um, <laughs> that's the easiest place to find us. I like it. Guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope we talked a little bit of hockey. <laughs> at least a little bit right anyways not we talked plenty we talked probably more hockey than we did baseball i think we probably baseball that's actually why we did wanted to do this because we we you know we've been watching a little bit here and there uh playoffs are in full force so i'm gonna have to split time between some baseball and some hockey i'm still amazed I, by mckinnon i don't a playoff hat trick did you Give see your cup by chance yes through I, the I, five bowl for both through the defender and Landeskog. Yep, Nathan's Nathan shoots the puck and the thing has eyeballs and then it just rolls and finds its way. Dude, I, I watched it. I was like, "How do you? You're that close to the defender. How do you make? How do you? How do you score?" He does that stuff all the time. Uh, like that. There's the that silly Bauer commercial from back in the day where they're shooting the puck at the water bottles, and then yes. there's the outtake clips. If you guys have never seen the outtake clips, they explode like five or six sheets of glass right behind that wall because they miss the water bottle by a centimeter and explode that pane of glass. Yeah, like these dudes, it, it's insane. Uh, before we head out, I want everybody to throw out your uh, cup winner pick. I'm assuming I got two Avalanche picks over there at least. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually on on somebody's Twitter page, they were saying, "Give us your wildest uh, pick for the season." And and my outrageous prediction was uh, Abs only lose ten games this year. I was way off there, but I'm sticking with the Abs for for the cup. Your crazy prediction may have been way off, but if this season wasn't such a cluster of insanity, you may have been closer to accurate because this team is absolutely loaded. And if yes. you're an Avs fan, I will say this, even if some magical way they find a way to not win it this year, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. They're yeah. so stupid loaded and young at so many levels on that team. Yeah. I don't envision this being a, a problem to see you again soon. I, I would agree with that. And you weren't too off. They only lost 13 games plus four overtime losses. Yeah. So he wasn't too far off, but yeah. Yeah. For, for being, for, for technically losing 17 
Yeah, I, you're you're not off there with the four being an OTL because that's still a point. I know for those of you, yeah. that's yeah. one thing. If you don't follow hockey, overtime losses are a point. If you get to overtime, you get a point. It's just yeah. how it works. We don't yeah. do ties. It's not soccer, but we do do overtime. And, and that one point actually gave them the number one seed in the West. Yep, Sure yep. did because that was an absolute dogfight. And they may be playing Minnesota right now instead of Vegas, who is currently battling them in this game seven. I thought Vegas had the lead. They do. They do. Oh, they're still battling. This game is – they still got ten minutes left. This game is not over. Fair enough. No, but it's hard to score when you only have 20 shots on goal. That is true. And against 31. The Lightning. (laughs) Playing against against Flurry, 20 shots usually ain't getting it done. If you need no. to score more than two, you got to have at least 30, 35. And you better hope he's having an off night. Yeah. Yes. Or else he's going to stop mostly all of them. Because yeah. that's why I was hesitant to let Ryan run away with his Vasilevsky take about uh, best goalie ever. Because somebody's uh, been to 15 consecutive playoffs now. Don't you? I love Flurry. I'm just and saying, third all time on the wins list and most in most on active. <laughs> I have been lucky enough to see Vassy do stuff in person. You know that one clip picture of him making the behind the back no look save. Yeah, yeah. I was at that game, and I still don't know how he did it. I still don't I, know. I will tell you this: Vasilevsky is the guy that most reminds me of Flower, but like more athletic and more. He's and like the bigger. next version. He's like the next version of Flurry. Yeah. So. It, it, it pains me because I have no interest in supporting Tampa Bay. No, that's right. I just don't. I think Colorado is the only team that has a chance of beating them, but I still just – they're so stacked and loaded. I just don't see anybody beating them. Give me Vegas. Unless they get injured. Like if Vassie gets hurt, that's a material change. It completely changes everything. But other I'm out. Good. My Penguins are out. I get to pick a random squad. You two both went Colorado. I- he went Tampa Bay. I could take the easy route and take Colorado because that's who I would probably really take. But give me Vegas. I think yeah. Vegas has enough. If they get past Colorado, they can beat Tampa. Flurry yeah. is Flurry is on one, and I think that Colorado Vegas series is going to be an absolute. You want to watch a series? Watch that's that. A, watch that series. Yep, that's the series. Yep. Between that my, and then whoever gets to the head. cup against Tampa, watch that series. Yeah, my heart and head wanted uh, is pulling for Minnesota right now just because of how brutal um, Colorado has played against Vegas all year this year. Vegas is, Vegas is very, very, very good. Yes. They're and, physical, very physical too. And Marc-Andre Fleury is – I'm like, like I, I, I'm on record. I don't want to get into it. We'll be on here for another 20 minutes. I'm so still upset don't, with – Don't him. let him go. Don't let him go off. <laughs> don't let him go. <laughs> We'd have another cup at least in Pittsburgh if they would have done the right thing and sent Matt Murray oh, to Vegas. Yep, yeah. easy. Easy. All right, guys, we'll let you go. Um, but again, thank you. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll do it again. Oh, I'm yep. sure. We, but maybe next time we'll uh, we'll not drag it out for so long because I talk too much. How about, all good. how about after the cup's over? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can probably work right. that out. Let's get it. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to end the broadcast, guys. Thank you. Have and a good night. Peace out. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision.